Welcome to the Lift Astrology Podcast, where we approach astrology through people's actual lift experiences of celestial events so as to bring the stars down to Earth. My name is Alina, and this is episode one, recorded on June 30th of 2022. Enjoy! Hi, hello, welcome to the first ever episode of the Lift Astrology Podcast. So today's just going to be an introductory episode where I'll introduce you to what the Lift Astrology Podcast is and why I've decided to start it. And I'll also be revealing the first series of episodes that I have planned and what they're going to be about. So this podcast is all about interviewing people about their real life experience of certain transits, they have gone through or maybe we'll also do a series on perfection years and actually talking through people's experience of that perfection year and how it showed up and manifested in their lives and in their charts. This is all about the real life astrology stories. This is about the lift experiences, hence the lift astrology podcast. Basically my motivation for starting this was that I didn't see anything like this out there and I have always been very curious about not only learning, you know, sort of the abstract keywords, what a certain trend transit or a certain planet or a certain configuration might mean, but actually hearing from people who have that placement or hearing from people who have undergone that transit. I think there's something incredibly reassuring about hearing from people who actually live with a certain placement or have lived through a certain transit and can tell the story because so often we look towards especially difficult placements or transits or you know, timing periods with trepidation and fear and anxiety. I'm a very anxious person, so I definitely struggle with this sometimes. Engaging with astrology, you know, to manage the anxiety when I see a lot of difficult, in air quotes, things coming my way. But besides just being reassuring, I also love approaching astrology through the particular rather than the abstract, which is what we tend to do. And we need that. We need to break astrology, which can be extremely complex, down into manageable chunks. We need to simplify it to a certain extent so we can, you know, create these boxes that we put the planets or the signs, etc. into so we can define them and have workable concepts, right? But ultimately, what's so fascinating about astrology is that a planet or a configuration can be descriptive of so many different experiences. That's why it works in the first place, because we do not just have like 12 types of people, as some astrology skeptics like to say, oh, you know, it doesn't make sense to put people into 12, like, categories of the signs. And so that's what's so fascinating about astrology, seeing all the different facets and nuances of how a planet or a placement can manifest in people's lives, because obviously everybody's chart is going to be different. And so the interplay of factors uh, is going to be different. But also, even if you have a very similar chart, like your upbringing might have been different. Just the circumstances you are born into are different. There are so many factors influencing how a certain transit is going to play out for you particularly. And I love going through the particular and sort of seeing, seeing the astrology come to life for me is always 
the most awe-inspiring thing, you know, just seeing in how many genius ways the planets have figured out to manifest themselves in people's lives. That is just so fascinating to me. And that is something I absolutely love seeing and talking about and just having that moment of like, whoa, so this is how a first house Saturn can show up. I think there's a poignancy, but there's also an approachability in hearing people's actual lived experiences right? It brings the astrology down to earth. It makes it less this sort of abstract out there thing and makes it more of a lived in tangible, this is how this could touch or affect me thing, which is very much what I'm all about. Like I want to bring the abstract into the everyday life pretty much. So, you know, we can be in conversation with the planets as they show up. We can recognize them. I think just recognizing is a way of honoring already. Um, I think that's also one of the biggest reasons I wanted to start a podcast is that there's a lot of talking but not a lot of listening going on in the astrology space sometimes and I think so many people have actually the need or want to speak about their experience because it's so wonderful to see how the planets do show up even if it's a hard thing you go through you can still recognize the astrology of it and therefore the beauty of it and there's also something kind of sacred in that to me um, witnessing somebody's story and and seeing how the planets have chosen to show up in that person's life. It's it's a way of both honoring the person but also the planets and that that is what I like about this approach too. So yeah, I think those are pretty much my reasons for choosing this sort of different approach to uh, learn about and expand our knowledge of astrology. I just think there are so many different experiences out there and I want to honor that and, and make that accessible to people. My long-term vision would almost be to create a collection where people can go to to look up what, I don't know, Pluto square moon has brought up for a variety of people. So I'd love to just collect so many stories that at some point I'll just have an archive of people's experiences and you can go look up a particular transit and be like, oh, so this is how this person experienced it and this is how this person experienced it. And so get an idea of what might be coming your way and then being able to add your own story to the collection, so to speak. So a brief note on what this podcast is not going to be. Since I'm taking this very people-centered, subjective, lived-experienced, particular approach to astrology, for one, the experiences you're gonna hear about here will not necessarily align with the experiences that you will have if you are gonna go through a similar transit. Because like I said, everybody's chart is different. So keep that in mind. These are just examples. These are not the end all be all of what a certain transit will be like. The other thing is, this is not gonna be a podcast about astrological technique. This is not an introduction to astrology. This podcast is gonna assume that you can follow along with what we are saying and discussing. So it presupposes a certain amount of knowledge about astrology. Do I think this is a valuable podcast to listen to even if you're a very, you know, beginner, astrologically curious person who doesn't know a lot about the concepts yet? Yes, absolutely, because I think you can just bookmark all the stuff you don't understand, but I think you'll still be able to get the bigger gist of things. And it's definitely going to be a podcast that, you know, you can learn about the planetary archetype through and 
maybe eventually also the houses. Like I said, I plan on doing different series. But yeah, I just wanted to put that out there that there are many fantastic resources out there at this point that teach you the basics of astrology, where you can delve as much as you want to down the rabbit hole of learning about all the niche techniques. So if you want to learn astrology, this is going to be a good supplementary resource, but it's not going to be your main resource. I'm just going to talk about things as though you already know about them. So before I reveal what the first series of this podcast is going to be about, which planet will be doing a deep dive on with my future guests, I just wanted to give you a brief introduction to myself in case you don't know me yet. So like I said, my name's Alina. I'm an astrologer based in Switzerland. In case I ever pronounce something weird or say a word that doesn't exist, English is not my first language. I grew up speaking Swiss German, which is a dialect of German spoken in Switzerland, and that might account for a certain language, I don't know, blackouts. I sometimes have them. But that aside, I got into astrology probably in late 2017, 2018 is when my interest really picked up and I started you know, just learning from free resources. I quickly discovered the Astrology Podcast because podcasts is my favorite way of consuming knowledge. I just love listening to something in the background. And through that, I also discovered ancient or Hellenistic astrology because that is what Chris Brennan from the Astrology Podcast focuses on. I mean, he literally wrote the book on it. I was at the time still finishing up my master's degree in English literature and I think one of the reasons my brain took so easily to astrology is because I'd been trained for years and years in academia to, you know, read the symbolic, to interpret. Interpreting is the craft I learned at university very in depth. I think at that point I was at the height of being very good at associative thinking, linking things together in order to weave meaning. That was very much what I was sort of enmeshed in at the time when I started to pick up astrology. So my astrology has always been informed, I would say, by also having been a student of narrative for a long, long time and by having been a big reader and story enthusiast for most of my life, pretty much. So when the pandemic hit in 2020 is when I started my first sort of formal astrology class. I chose to study with Achuta Bhava from the Nightlight Astrology School. I completed his year one and year two program in Hellenistic astrology or ancient astrology. So that has been my formal training, but I've also taken lectures and classes with various different people. For those of you who are astrologically curious, I'm a Taurus sun, a Libra moon, and a Leo rising. And because I'll be mostly in your ears through my voice, with this medium, I'm also going to reveal my Mercury placement, which might be of interest to you. I have a morning star Taurus Mercury that is visible in my 10th house, very close to my midheaven. All right, let's get to what this first series of the Lift Astrology podcast is going to be about. I'm very excited to reveal that I've decided to start off this podcast with a series of episodes and interviews about the Saturn return. There are a couple of reasons for this. One of them is I am currently still in my Saturn return. I'm an Aquarius Saturn. I have it sitting right on the descendant. So I have a very loud domicile angular 
is Saturn in my chart and I do think I know a little bit about what it is like to live with Saturn. So yeah, I thought as a way to wrap up my own Saturn return, it would be cool to talk to other people about theirs, which is something I've done throughout my Saturn return and I would highly recommend asking people about theirs because it's always so fascinating to hear other people's stories. I think I learned from every conversation I've had about the Saturn return with somebody else. I've always learned something that was helpful for my own. And so that is what I want to bring to you with the series, just the wisdom of people who have lived through it, made made it through it, lived to tell the tale. And you know, we are at this point where Saturn is inching closer and closer to changing signs, switching into Pisces, when another mini generation of people is going to start their own Saturn return. And us Aquarius Saturns are wrapping up our own, so it's both a good time for reflection and looking back, and also for, you know, anticipating your own and sort of preparing for that with listening to these conversations and maybe, you know, taking away some of your anxiety because I think a lot of people approach the Saturn return, funnily enough, with fear or trepidation because you hear so much about it. That's another reason why I picked the Saturn return to start off this podcast because it is a universal transit. Everybody who, you know, lives past 30 is gonna have it in their lifetime. If you live past 60 or even, you know, 90, you're gonna have it twice or three times even. And it is also a transit that is generally well known. Many people know about it, but I think many people also lack a depth of knowledge about it. So it becomes this scary thing that you don't really, you just know it's going to be big and monumental, but you don't really know what exactly is, is going to happen and what that transition, that rite of passage is going to look like in your life. So yeah, I thought the Saturn return was a great transit to start this off with. It is something that is often discussed. I'm aware of this. There's already a lot of material out there about the Saturn return, but I don't think it's been covered from this angle exactly. And so I'm sure it's going to be fascinating. A little bit about the definition of the Saturn return. I just think I need to cover it somewhere. I'm not going to do it in the interview episode. So I'll just put this here at the beginning in case somebody doesn't know what it is about. The Saturn return is when the planet Saturn returns to its natal position in your birth chart. And this happens around the same age for everyone because Saturn takes roughly 29 to 30 years to, you know, travel once around the zodiac. And so it arrives at the same location where it was at your birth when you're around 29 years old. The age varies slightly, so definitely look it up or book a reading with an astrologer to know exactly when it's going to come back for you. But Saturn spends roughly two and a half years in each sign of the zodiac. And so in the ancient or Hellenistic tradition that I learned, we consider the entire time that Saturn is in the same sign as your natal Saturn. So for me, that would be Aquarius. So the entire time Saturn spends in Aquarius, that would be my Saturn return. Of course, we can also look at the exact hit when Saturn actually gets to the exact degree where your natal Saturn is at. And sometimes this will be, you know, a certain event that happens around that time that is particularly pivotal. For me, it didn't end up happening this way, so it doesn't always end up happening this way. You can also have one exact pass or three exact passes, depending on whether Saturn retrogrades back over your natal Saturn or doesn't. In order to learn a bit more about how your Saturn return might play out for you particularly, you can look 
uh, both the sign it is in for themes that might come up, but I think more importantly, you should look at the house that it is located in. And so in Hellenistic astrology, we use whole sign houses, which means that whatever sign your ascendant falls in, that is going to be your first house, the entirety of that sign. So I, for example, am a Leo rising. Leo is my first house. And so I have Saturn in Aquarius, which is the sign exactly opposite, which then falls into my seventh house. And the seventh house is traditionally associated with marriage, relationship, partners, etc., etc. So for me, my Saturn return is going to play out in the sphere of relationships. There are other factors we might take into account in order to evaluate what our Saturn return experience might be like, such as whether you have a day or a night chart. Saturn returns are said to be very broadly and generally a little bit more challenging in night charts than in day charts. You can evaluate Saturn's essential dignity in your chart, as well as any supporting or challenging aspects made by other planets to your natal Saturn. So those are just factors we might mention in conversation in the upcoming interviews. But I think delving deeply into that here, which is basically be me teaching an entire astrology course, so I'm not going to do that, but just know that those things might come up in conversation. So what is the Saturn return thematically? Essentially, it's our astrological coming of age. This is really when we become fully fledged, autonomous, you know, having our own authority in the world, human adult beings fun, I know. Oftentimes it's a time of transition of sort of old structures of life that we have built up that don't support who we really want to be in this world, of those structures breaking down and a sort of course correction to set us on our most authentic path. So it's often a letting go of who we thought we were supposed to be or who society has told us to be, what we should aspire to, and then actually correcting our course to what authentically aligns with us. And sometimes those goodbyes or letting go of certain things that we have worked towards for most of our lives can be, it can be very painful and challenging. It's the ending of one cycle. Saturn's cycle is coming to a close, its first round around the zodiac. And it's also the beginning of a new one. So, you know, besides there being poignant, painful, or difficult endings, there might also be some pretty cool new beginnings that really set you up for the next cycle that will then develop over the next 30 years until you come up to your second Saturn return, which is oftentimes close to when people start to retire, which is another big life transition. So yeah, in a way, it's really this big cosmic realignment and you really stepping up for yourself and standing up for what you actually want and just no longer putting up with doing whatever you've been told to do or what you thought you were supposed to do. So it's really you stepping into your own authority and becoming the master of your own ship, so to speak. So one of the questions I'm going to ask all of my guests is, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received around the Saturn return? And since I'm not going to be interviewing myself, I wanted to share my favorite pieces of advice here. So my first piece of advice is one I received in a reading with the astrologer Rebecca Tarnas, and she just said to me, let this time shape you. And it sounds very simple and very basic, but oftentimes when we are faced with some sort of monumental change in our lives, 
we we get scared we want to be active we want to be doing something to have the feeling of control over our lives when everything is suddenly up in the air and so just letting change happen to you sometimes is harder said than done so yeah that is something i've come back to over and over throughout my saturn return just this very simple phrase like let this time shape you my second piece of advice is very simply don't fight it. Don't fight whatever is happening to you during that time. Because the more you're going to be fighting the changes that Saturn wants to either impose on you or that you know you have to make internally, the more you're going to be engaged in this battle with Saturn that you ultimately can't win. I'm sorry, but Saturn always wins. <laughs> I, I jokingly tend to say Saturn is always right. Um, it's annoying, but it's mostly the case. I've bookmarked this tweet by the astrologer Lisa Scheim that I loved that she once tweeted about Saturn transits in general. She said, one of the better ways to approach Saturn transits is to just do what needs to be done without internal complaining. This will sometimes even pay off down the road with greater satisfaction from work done earlier, but is of course easier said than done. I'm not saying Saturn will reward you for not complaining, more just noting that the more you struggle against what you have to do, the more suffering you add on to what you already need to deal with. So it really is that for me, the more you fight against what you know you have to do, because Saturn is very much about consequences and showing you where you've been going wrong in a way and where you can't continue the way you have before. And so the more you fight against this course correction that I was talking about earlier, the more you're going to be engaged in a battle on two fronts that is going to completely drain you because on the one hand you're fighting the changes that you know you have to make and at the same time you still have to somehow make those changes and that's just doubly hard. And then the last thing I wanted to say as advice is to think of Saturn as your guide. This is something that I recently stumbled upon when I was reading an article in the Mountain Astrologer in the Life Cycles edition. And so again, I want to read you a quote. Let me pull it up. So the quote is from the article Growing Pains, The Saturn Return and Quarter Squares by Jessica Murray. So she writes, Saturn motivates us by showing us what we could be but are not yet. Saturn plays a long game, that of getting us to know ourselves better and better through the passage of time. Then I'm skipping a little bit here, but she ultimately says, Our goal should be to align ourselves with the planet's essential function, that of carefully guiding us step by step as we become our full-blown selves. And I just really love this notion of thinking of Saturn as a guide, which is going to help with that acceptance part and not fighting him. Just thinking of Saturn as this sort of wise teacher figure is going to help you with, with accepting the things you know you have to go through, even though they might be extremely hard or they might even be opposed on you from the outside. But just know that this is Saturn guiding you. This is not Saturn trying to destroy you. So yeah, those are my current favorite pieces of advice on the Saturn return and this has also been my introduction to the Saturn return series that 
I'm going to be starting soon with a couple of really cool guests. I'm going to try and interview a variety of people who have Saturn in different signs so that we get to see a bit of range and see how Saturn can show up differently. But really, it's going to be mostly about the archetype Saturn, which, you know, is not always going to be fun, but I definitely think it's going to be insightful. And in case some heavier topics do come up, I'll make sure to give you a trigger warning at the beginning of each episode as it might be relevant. All right, thank you so much for listening to this first introductory episode of the Lift Astrology podcast. I'm very excited to see where this journey goes. I hope you'll tune in again in the future and I will talk to you soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lift Astrology podcast. You can always find more episodes on my website at liftastrology.com podcast. You can also subscribe to my newsletter where I provide monthly astrological retrospectives on my website liftastrology.com or you can follow me on Twitter where you can keep up with my astrological thoughts throughout the month at liftastrology. If you feel like you have a transit story that you want to share on the podcast as a guest, currently I'm mostly looking for Saturn return stories but I'm also open for other suggestions, you can email me at liftastro at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye!